Hi, my name is White James Moore, and you are listening to my dad and your host of the Lifestyle Asset University podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to today's Lifestyle Asset University podcast. I'm Sean Moore, your host, and today I'm here with our Director of Client Success, Shelly Smith, and we're going to have a fun little episode. We're going to... Shelly's actually convinced me to let her interview me and so this could be this could be a really fun interesting podcast i'm really excited actually about it i'm a little nervous because she won't tell me what she's going to talk about or ask so we'll see where it goes but as we always start off with rapid fire questions i told shelly i'm going to do the rapid fire and ask her some rapid fire questions so we can get to know her a little bit before she gets into her questions for me so, Shelly, say hi to everybody. Hey, hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited that Sean let me convince him that we're going to interview him today and find out a little bit more about him. All right. So, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You might be, you might, you might press pause on this one and come back next week, but uh, we'll see where it goes. It'll be fun. All right. So, Shelly, mountains or beach? Mountains. Urban or rural? Rural. All right. Netflix or nightclub? <laughs> Definitely neither, but Netflix if I had to choose. All right. Truck or car? Car. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Protein. Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Yeah, Coke Zero. Coke Is Zero. that an option? No. <laughs> protein bar or protein shake? Protein bar. Summer or winter? Summer, 100%. All right. Steak or chicken? Chicken. Cats or dogs? Neither. <laughs> no, no pets no, at all. None. A lizard, maybe. No. A snake. Nothing. nothing. I could see you with a snake around. I got too. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dork. <laughs> all right. Uh, hard book or audio? Hard book. You always listen to audio books. I do, but I like to turn a page. So. All right. I'm both. All right. Me too. I like both. Um, running shoes or high heels? Definitely running shoes. Yeah. Shelly's a runner for anybody that doesn't that uh, is just hearing her right now. The definitely was a, a all caps definitely. <laughs> gummy bears or chocolate? I prefer gummy bears, but I stay away from them, so I go chocolate because I don't eat as many. All right, <laughs> money or free time? Free time. Early riser or night owl? Early riser. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Road trip or air travel? Road trip. All right, this is the point. Of, <laughs> this is the point of the podcast. I'm turning the mic over to Shelly. We'll see where uh, see where she takes us today. Okay. Well, thanks, Sean. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for letting everybody get to know me a little bit, and I'll tell a little bit more about myself, kind of in some stories yeah. as we dive into it. But um, you know, I kind of wanted to do this because everybody knows you on this podcast and on our in our course as the real estate guru, but there's so much more to you. There's so much more to the person that you are that I wanted people to get to know you as a person versus just being the real estate guru. So I get to work with you side by side every day and I thought we'd share this journey with other people. So um, you and I, I'm gonna tell the listeners how we met. Um, Sean and I worked in the same building. We work in a building in Farmington, Utah, and we I didn't work for Sean, I worked for another company. And we got to know each other just through passing in the in the hall and we'd say hello. And for some odd reason, one day we made a connection that one of your really good friends it was my son's baseball coach yeah. growing up. So that's how we made our initial connection. And I remember one day that uh, I was kind of having some struggles with my son. He's a collegiate athlete and his coaches at the university had just been fired. <clears throat> And we were, um, I was telling you the experience and I was really, really struggling with some of the, 
the things and decisions that we needed to make at the time. And at that time, I didn't know that you also had been a collegiate athlete. And so it was kind of a cool story. I was telling you what was happening and you piped in and told me some experiences that you had. And I think that's when we made kind of our initial connection that we just kind of had this little bond for sports and kind of um, some similar experiences. So I really connected with you that day. So I want to know, the other day you told the story about that you wore some fake guest jeans. Remember that on that podcast <laughs> that you were the... Yep, so yep, I kind of yep. feel like people envisioned you maybe as kind of this nerdy kid and guest jeans, but I really wanted them to know, the listeners to know that like you're kind of a big deal here in Ogden, Utah, that, that you played co- you know, college basketball for Weber State University. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. do you mind telling everybody how you went from like this kid wearing fake guest jeans to a collegiate athlete and kind of the process and kind of some experiences you had in your in your playing days? Sure, sure. So yeah, glory days. I like it. I like I like where this is going by the way. You know, I'm, I knew you would. Are, I knew you would. Uh, you guys aren't listening. You're going to have to bear with us here. So it was, uh, no, that uh, I still am, always have been the little nerdy kid. Um, I, at least that's how I always look at myself. But um, I, I started really enjoying playing basketball. I loved sports always uh, as a kid. I grew up with, in like I said on that podcast, kind of humble beginnings as far as not a lot of, uh, not, not a lot economically anyway. Um, and um, you know, a lot, you spent a lot of time on the playgrounds and loved all sports. I was one of those kids that just went from season to season. And, uh, and like you mentioned, we, we started talking, you know, I went through a coaching change in college, but you know, to get from just a, just a kid that's trying to play on the playground all the way to college, you know, your son has gone through that process. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into that. Right. And there's, um, and, and it's something that I just enjoyed doing. It was a pastime. I've always been kind of a, the, the type of person in general that just, when I do something, I just, I just go all out in it and ended up, I, I actually wasn't, I, I liked uh, football the best when I was growing up. And one of my friends, I moved to a new area. And I can't remember if I told this story on, the, on that other podcast. So if you heard this already, but I moved to a new area and didn't know anybody and my friend wanted to try out for basketball and the only kid I knew in that whole area and then once I and I tried out for basketball in junior high and made the team and it really helped me really get to know other people socially everything else because I was that that dork that sewed <laughs> sewed fake <laughs> guest jeans. stuff on jeans that my mom made and uh, tried to pass it off but I was so it really kind of got me at least to know people, but I realized pretty quickly that to be any good, you had to you had to spend some time. And there was other good players and everything else. I um, and I just wrapped my arms around. It. I just started going through it, and I spent you know thousands of hours going through just repetitions of of anything. And I think that sports is a great. I talked to a lot of people who play sports, but it's really similar to anything any sort of activity and it's why why people say like extracurricular activities are so good because if you can really you you learn the dedication you learn having to go through this process of doing something new and you know refining a process over and over that you're never really going to perfect right and you just get used to going through that and so um you know i i love love those days um you know and and still to this day have learned a lot and and try to employ a lot of those things into what we do even here, you know, in business and everything. We try to have fun and we 
we joke around about the glory days, but there's a lot that, a lot of good that comes out of kind of that that work ethic and understanding that you know there you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, and you have to work through all of them. And all of those all those different lessons you learn in sports were, have been invaluable to me. And and it was a you know it was a it was a fun time of life for sure. So you still play on the alumni team, right? I feel like I saw a front page <laughs> clipping of you not too long ago. Yeah, hey, hey. I mean, <laughs> like you said, I'm kind of a big deal. I right, mean, so. right. Because wasn't Damian Lillard in that same <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that... I, uh, I always tell people, yeah, they wanted to get a picture of me on the front page of the paper and Damien happened to be in it, but I, <laughs> it might be the opposite of that. So, <laughs> so it was Damien and you just happened to be yeah, in yeah, yeah. I kind of, of I kind of, I just happened to be talking to him when they took that picture. So it was, well, that's good for me. <laughs> well, very good. I, I think that's what I, what I appreciate. I think you learn a lot in sports and you learn a lot in leadership. And I think that I'm sure that you're um, being a co college athlete and some of those experiences have, have obviously carried over into the way that you have a work ethic and the way that you lead your team now is the same way that you led on the basketball court. So, yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, and so, you know, several months ago, um, you reached out to me. I was working for another company, and you reached out to me and said you were ready to scale your business, and you knew the only way that it could get to great heights is if you brought I, me on I the told team. You, I told you back then. Right. Yeah. But I honestly didn't even know what you did for a living. I just knew we were in the same building. We crossed paths. We said hello. We talked sports a little bit. So if you were to run into somebody now, and they said, Sean, tell me what you do. What are you doing for a living? Tell, tell us. What, what would you say? What do you do for a living? I have a, just an absolute obsession with helping people. I love real estate, first of all. Like if my wife is listening to this and she would tell you, if, if she catches me, she's like, oh yeah, he's looking at porn on the computer again. <laughs> my porn is real estate or marketing and I love it. And, um, and so what I really have grown, I've always been in the real estate game, but what I love about it is I love helping people get into the game as well. And I love seeing it change how you know real estate is a game changer when it comes to for for the average person to really change their lives financially and um and so and as we started getting into the vacation rental side of real estate we really started to see these huge lifestyle and financial um you know upgrades in people's lives and it was really a big game changer so you know what we do now and what i what i'm really passionate about is helping people build lifestyle and financial freedom investing in vacation homes it's why we have do what we do. It's why I get on the podcast every week and normally talk about that. <laughs> well, we're going to throw in the term lifestyle right. asset every once in a while. We're going to throw in real yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're also going to talk about some other things. So when you hired me on, one of the first things you asked me to do was to go and watch the course that you offer. And that course is just that. It teaches people how to invest, um, manage, and market their lifestyle assets and how to get into the to the short-term you know, vacation home game, and you are passionate about it and you love it. But one of the things that, I, as I was watching it, um, I remember there's a quote in there from Tony Robbins, and it says, knowledge without execution is absolutely worthless. You talked about it doesn't matter how much you know, it doesn't matter how smart you are, it, doesn't ma it matters what you do with it. So you have to execute. You have to do the work and take the necessary actions. And so I loved that in the course, and I, and I kind of wondered when, we, when you first got started in that, was why it was so important and necessary when you were talking about this that to teach people that you have to take, um, that you have to execute. So I kind of thought about a recent experience that I had. Um, as you know, we're in the election season right now and just finished things up. And um, 
about a year and a half ago, I had the opportunity to join a campaign team for um, a candidate in the state of Utah who was running for governor. Do you want to say winning campaign to you? I'm going to say winning campaign in just a minute. But I was asked to, or I I chose to volunteer for this campaign. And when it first started, um, they asked me to be on a little um, kind of a niche committee with a group of women. We were going to kind of try to elevate um, women voting in the state of Utah because we have a really low women um, voter turnout. So they asked me to be on this committee with them. And we got on the phone with five women and they went around and introduced themselves. And as they were introducing themselves, as each woman went, I felt smaller and smaller. I mean, I'm talking women who had seven children, who had master's degrees, who were mayors of their towns, who were entrepreneurs. I mean, the list went on and on. And as, and as they're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, when it gets to my turn, what am I going to say? And this is literally me. Hi, I'm Shelly. I'm a single mom of two adult boys. I have a technical college certificate and I work in development for a nonprofit organization. Silence. And you know what? I realized that day on the phone with this group of women that I wasn't the smartest. I wasn't the most knowledgeable. I hadn't been in the political um, arena and seen much, but I realized that what I could do is I could execute and that anything that they asked me to do on this campaign, that I had the ability to execute. And whether it meant making phone calls, delivering yard signs, planning events, doing fundraising, um, networking with people, that I didn't have to be the smartest person with the most credentials on that phone call, but I did have to execute and take massive action. And I am proud to say (laughs) that I am part of the winning team of the 18th governor of the state of Utah. And I really feel like sometimes we put ourselves in situations where we feel small or we don't feel like we have all the knowledge or all the, all the things, but what we can do is we can execute and we can, um, we can be accomplished and successful because we are willing to execute. So I want you to tell me, tell me a time in your life where you have had to execute and where you found success when you've executed. Because I know there's been times where you're not the smartest and not the most knowledgeable. Listen, I always say, I take great pride in being the dumbest person in the room. I like to I like to surround myself with people way smarter than me, and and really why first why I put that in the course in the very beginning is because we all have a tendency to feel like you did on the phone, right? We all have a tendency to think I'm I'm not quite ready or I'm not quite good enough or I need to learn a little bit more before I take that next step forward, right? Um, and, and think like I mean we all root for a one-year-old when they're trying to learn to walk, right? They don't, they don't, if they have that attitude, like I'm not quite there, right? I don't know if I'm quite ready to take that first step. Nobody would ever learn to walk, right? And so, and we can watch that and then we lose that over time. And one of the things that I feel like has been one of, uh, you know, a, a great asset for me is, and whether it's that I've, I, you know, maybe it's ignorance or whatever it is, but it's, it's been really helpful is that that's never bothered me. I've never felt like, I've never worried about if I look stupid or if I if it doesn't go right. And and I think that there's tons of times that I just, if I, if I think about doing something, I'm just gonna go do it. And the same, I mean, just, I'm gonna flip it back to you for a second. There's a reason why I was telling you, I want you to come work for me, right? I, I feel like that I, 
I feel like one of the things that when you're that type of a personality and where I feel like I'm that type of personality where we just want to take the step forward. If I fall, I fall, right? I can get back up. I'm not worried about falling. And when you look at successful people that really push themselves forward, they don't worry, they don't overanalyze stuff. They don't worry if they're not the best at something. They just go do it. And you can't become the best without being the worst or sucking at first. You can never do something new without sucking at it in the very beginning. And and so, you know, I didn't ever worry that you didn't have any real estate background or you didn't even know what I did. I know when I see somebody that is just gonna go do stuff. I know how to I, I know how to find people and and I think that I think you know that when you're that type of a person. And so, you know, just like my guest story or my guest gene story, right? I didn't I just wanted some guest jeans. I didn't know what to so do. So you executed, right? Yeah, I just go go take some action and, and put a damn guest sign on the back of the pocket, and maybe maybe you fake people out. Apparently, you know, maybe you don't. You know, so it, it's just a matter. But it's it's little things along the way, right? I think massive action sometimes. I think sometimes people over worry or overthink the fact of. It's got to be this big, huge thing. Many times it's just little things along the way that you're like, hey, I'm going to make that one extra phone call today or I'm going to do, you know, wake up that extra 15 minutes early or whatever it is. A lot of times it's just little things, but that that really are massive action. Right. And so, you know, as I'm trying to just think of things, you know, I know that sometimes we, we talk about those big moments that we just jumped off the cliff, but it's not always about that either. It's about going and taking those small little steps that, you know, taking that first step forward and maybe falling and then getting back up and taking another step forward. That's massive action, right? And, and, and it's more of an attitude, an everyday attitude than saying, okay, I'm going to do this one time. It's like what, it drives me nuts. Like, um, one, one of the things that we're coming up on the first of the year is, New Year's resolutions and stuff. It's like shit. Why are you Why are you waiting for the New Year's resolution? Just start doing something today, right? Right. And it and and it's why so many people stop. You know, they go to the gym and gyms are crowded as hell for the first <laughs> month of the year, and then they taper off. And it's because people think it's this one big massive action that changes their life. It's not. It's consistency, and it's taking that action small actions over time and, and, and small actions over time consistently is massive action. Well, I like how you brought me back into it because if you think about it, when I first started working here, Sean, you were a one man show. Yeah. So I'd come past your office and wave to you. And so you did, you have, you have taken, um, the action and we talk about different people that you add to the team and you've added a lot of people to your team Mm -hmm. and you have the ability to go find people that work for you and have those same core values. And so you do, it's like you say, you take little steps. It doesn't have to be massive action, but it's the little steps that turn into something massive. And I've already watched that with you. Um, So, you know, one of the other things that you added to the course in the beginning is you discuss the three levels of understanding. So you talk about how in anything, and and we of course are talking about it in lifestyle assets because you want people to understand um, have an understanding of why they're doing things and an emotional connection to it. And then there's the physical mastery. So you added that to the course and it says it's easy to have cognitive understanding. 
Um, but like you say, nobody gives a damn what you understand. You have to be take, able to take that understanding and put it into action. But the one that I love that you add in the course, the, the, the second and third one is emotional understanding. And that's when you have actual emotion tied to something that you begin to take action on. And if you've never been in a position where you don't feel some sort of pain, you just have cognitive understanding versus emotional, under, um, emotional understanding. Okay, that didn't make sense but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you take it from cognitive to emotional. And, and when I remember when I was um, listening to that and, and thinking back on a time that I took something from a cognitive understanding to an emotional understanding for me. And, and I had a cognitive understanding that if you ate healthy and you exercised, you're gonna get results. But all it was was cognitive understanding. But back in 2007, I was at the finish line of the St. George Marathon. And all of my friends and some of my family members were even running it. And, and I don't know if you've ever been to the finish of a marathon. I am a sports nut and I love sporting events. But for some reason, that particular sporting event, it was the first time I'd been at a finish line. And it drew some emotion in me that I didn't even know I had. And I remember just cheering and being so excited for my friends and family. And as we walked back to the car, I turned to my then husband and I said, I'm going to run a marathon one day. Well, let me tell you, he laughed because at that particular time, I weighed 85 pounds more than I do right now. So I'm sure he was like, Anne, you're gonna run a marathon. But you know what he did? He said, you know what, I'll help you. And the very next day I took action. We, this is back before apps and back before things. We got a stopwatch and he taught me how to run. I took action that day and I consistently ran. And it's really interesting because now I consider myself a runner. Over mm -hmm. that time, I'd lived a sedentary life. I'd put on some weight with babies and I just hadn't been doing any action. And at that time, when I felt that emotional pain that I wanted to be crossing that finish line with my friends, I wanted to feel that, that I finally emotionally had that pain point where it was worth taking some action. And so what about you? What about you? Where's been a time in your life where you just had that emotional pain point that you're like, I gotta go, I gotta do something to change my course. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And, and that's what, and that's really kind of the point of that is those three levels of mastery, right? You've got the emotional or the cognitive, the emotional and physical and cognitive. And, and almost all of us, have that cognitive understanding of stuff. There's most things in life are not rocket science, right? You, you, you know, if you eat healthy and you exercise, you're going to be, you know, in a lot better shape than if you don't. And, but there was nothing ever pushing you to go through that and do that. And, and there's, there's this an emotional cycle of change that kind of goes along with that. And in the very beginning, when we think about doing something and we have a cognitive understanding of it, it's why people start the gym and then quit is because they there's this level of optimism until they actually start doing the work and as the work starts and as you start to go through this process of doing something new it gets harder and harder and you don't see the results right away with most things and so all of a sudden that optimism fades and if you don't have some sort of emotional you know connection to it either a, a pain point or a pleasure point that's you're gonna throw in the tap you'll never get past kind of that valley of despair and push through enough to where you actually get the kind of the endorphins or whatever it is that gives you that that good feeling of the results right you finally get the results and now it's easy because now you have the the pleasure um, part of the emotion tied to it 
But, and, and that's the important part about understanding emotions and why we do stuff. And in fact, when I started Lifestyle Asset University, it was one of the main reasons we started that I, I made a pivot from regular real estate into vacation rentals. Because I remember it was, and you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a very, like, just, like, I love what I do. So I could work you know, all day, every day. Yes, you could. <laughs> you don't take a lunch break a lot of times. I'm like, hey, I'm sneaking out before he sees me sneak. I'm hungry. It, so, but I've always kind of been like that, right? I've always been that, you know, I'm very routine and I get, I go through my process. I'm whatever. That's not kind of the point of the story, but it's, I started, I was in real estate and we were doing, um, just working really hard. And it, and it was never a big deal until I started having kids, had kids, you know, started having kids. I only had kids once, but I have <laughs> twins. Um, so, um, and we were, every year for their birthday, we don't do presents. We, every year we go to Hawaii for their birthday week. And so we were in Hawaii and we were, um, and, and every year we went, I was always like, I can't go. I'm too busy. I can't do it. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things that drives that that drives my wife nuts is when I say I don't have time for something. She's always like, "You, you don't have you. We all have the same right. time. It's not a priority. If you don't have time, it's not a priority, right?" She always right. she always reminds me of that. Okay, well, you're gonna you're gonna make time for the things that are a priority. And we were in we were in Hawaii one of these weeks, and I was on my phone, and I was constantly on my phone and working on deals, talking to clients, and I got off the phone, and my son was. Like, you know, he's, I, at the time he was four or five and he was, he, he's my, my son, Wyatt, he's like really in tune with your feelings. He's like this, you know, he like, is the cutest kid he, ever. <laughs> he is. He's like very perceptive of what's going on around him. And if somebody is upset or, mm. you know, sad or whatever else he want, he's that type of person that really just is like, Hey, what's wrong? Can I help fix it? Or do you need a hug or whatever it is? He's just very perceptive. So he came up and he could tell us frustrated, I hung up the phone and I was like, okay, let's get back to the beach. He's like, dad, he's like, I have a, I know it would be way better if you just want to sell real estate in Hawaii and do real estate in Hawaii, it'll be way better. <laughs> and, and at that time it wasn't, it's not that that was that big of a comment, but at the time I remember sitting there on the beach thinking, shit, I'm here for their birthday. I'm, I'm frustrated and he's the type that feels that mm -hmm. and I, I remember just feeling horrible that he was that I was kind of projecting my frustrations and my work on him when we we're supposed to be having family time together and and so and at the same time this Idaho used to run this ad campaign the Idaho tourism department used to run this ad campaign that was called the um, 18 summers mm -hmm. and and so do you ever remember seeing no, those um, so they're in utah they we'd see them all the time because we're neighbors in, in idaho, a neighboring state of idaho and so and they were called 18 summers and they were these really cool uh um this ad campaign that would show y your kids growing up and spending mm -hmm. time with them and mm -hmm. how important that time was that you were spending versus you know spending it at work or whatever else and just, or ignoring, you know, a lot of times you get home and I remember, you know, just being frustrated and saying, right. Hey, let me, let me do my stuff. And I'm, and so all of this kind of that one little comment I remember, and I still remember it of thinking it made me completely want to change everything I did and everything I was doing as far as professionally and saying, okay, I want to have more balance in all these different areas of my life. 
And so now I really focus on four major areas of my life that I want to have that balance in. And I, and it was really important for me to do something that was fulfilling and that it would made me, that made me happy and that would allow me to do, you know, the things I wanted to do with the family. Not that anything else didn't, it just now all of a sudden became a priority. And so it, you know, starting a new business. I mean, I remember when I stopped doing what I was doing in real estate, we were pretty successful. We were getting asked to speak on stages all across the country because of what we were doing. And I just quit cold turkey to do something completely different, still in real estate, but a completely new space in the vacation real side of life and people thinking you're crazy. <laughs> and so if I didn't have that emotional tie to that, and that's the whole kind of the point is if I, if I didn't, if I didn't really have a good reason why I was doing this, it would have been real easy for me to say, you know what, I'm going to go back to this because I know I can produce here. Right. And so, um, kind of a long winded answer to that, but that that's why it's so important to have a why, whether it's with work, whether it's with running the marathon or what, what, whatever it is, anything new, we have to understand that you're never going to get to the, where you want to be without having a good why, because you're never going to get there. You're going to human nature will, you will allow yourself and you will give yourself a reason to quit if you don't have a good why behind what you're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you know what I love about that? Because it's, it's like you just kind of said, there's a reason that we all do things. And for me, it's I never want to go back to that. But for you, that 18 summers just really just hit home to me for a second because they're mine are gone. Yeah. My, my boys are raised. And so just a reminder, you have nine summers left. I know. Left, I know. But you know what? I love it because you come to work every day and you talk yeah. about Grace and Wyatt you talk and I know that when you come here you're working hard and it's that pain point you want to make sure that you're the best dad yeah. and that you provide the best for Teresa and Wyatt and Grace and that you that you're driven every day for that 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 emotional you know pain is like I'm never going to be the dad's you know that that forgot those 18 summers so yeah. and the, the other the other part of that um, goes on to that understanding the levels of understanding is the physical mastery so I know that people say to me all the time, they're like, Shelly, you're crazy. How do you run so many miles? And you know what? They don't, rem they don't, they don't remember what it was back like in 2007 when I put on my husband's um, basketball shorts because I had no other clothes and I was crying as I was tr attempting to run. Because what it was is that I've been repeating the same process daily for 12 years. And so when it comes to running, I play for mastery. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to me that I work at it every single day. So tell me, Sean, what do you do? What do you do physically that you play for mastery? <laughs> uh, I just try to keep it, keep <laughs> you it just together. You play for mastery uh, every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Stop uh, being so humble, you guys. He's got this uh, video that uh, he can dunk. Still, hey, you can still, still dunk. Yeah, yeah, old, uh, almost 44. And so I'm just going to keep it till at least till I'm 45 where I can do that. Yeah, so because uh, you can still dunk, there's obviously something you're doing every day that keeps you physically that you're mastering yourself. Yeah, and, and so here, so here's the thing too. Like you said, there's your friends ask you, how do you run that many miles? You didn't start off the first day running that many miles, right? There's no walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no overnight successes. And people always say, you know, you're so lucky or you're this or you're that, or how do you do that? Well, you do it because you put the time in, you put the effort in, you put the work in. And, and, and that's why I, I, like I said, there's four areas of my life that I, that are really important to me. And one of them is my physical on the physical side of life and, and my fitness and taking that serious and, 
you know, like I have a very specific morning routine and that, that we're constantly trying, uh, I'm trying to push myself the same as you do. I mean, I know, you know, our, our whole team does, right. We talk about right. it. I mean, it's not, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no secrets to the 4:30 AM alarm no, clock going off. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, there, there, maybe there's a reason why we put up with each other all the time. <laughs> like our, our, our entire team is like that, you know, but it's, um, you know, you wake up and you do that part of life and then you, then you focus and you take those steps to be really good at the next part of life. And, and it's not, it's not that it's, you, you don't wake up one day and think I'm just going to go do this. Right. You know, there's not, I didn't wake up a day and say, Hey, I can, now I can dunk. I've always been able to dunk. I just kept up with it. Right. right. I, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't use the excuse of, well, now I'm getting older and you can't do it. And, um, this, and, but it doesn't mean that I, you know, I didn't, I don't have to work at it. Uh, you know, I do things every single day, the same as you do. If you stop running for a year, it's going to be difficult to go run the way you do right now. Right. And so, and, and that's just one part of life, right? That's, but on the fitness side of life, I'm a huge believer that that carries on into other parts of your life. And, and that's why you've got to have that balance. And it's, it's like we talked about before, it's not, it's taking that action consistently that puts us where we want to go. And most people aren't willing to do, take action consistently for a long enough period to make a big enough difference. People overestimate what they can do in 30 days, but they way underestimate what they can do in a year. And what I mean by that is they get frustrated, right? They right. think, I didn't get the results in 30 days. Well, no shit, you didn't get the results. Do it for a year and you're going to be shocked at what you do, whether it's on anything, right? It doesn't, it's not just fitness. And, you know, it applies to fitness. It applies to business. It applies to the time you're willing to put forth an effort with your family, with your faith, whatever that, whatever it is, do something consistently and take action consistently every day and say, don't do it for 30 days, you know, do it for a year and you're going to be, you won't even recognize your life. You won't even recognize the, the person that you were a year ago. And that's, what's important to me. I want to, I want to always be progressing what, no matter what it is, right. And, and pushing forward and doing hard things. And, you know, I always tell my kids in every single day to do something hard every day, do something that you suck at and, then do it then and then you do that thing that you suck at until you're good at it and then you pick something else that's hard that you suck at and i try to do the same thing right there's things that i do that i'm not good at like even you know when i wake up in the morning my routine's the same right but i'm doing you're some adding i'm adding to it, to it. yeah i you're have adding weight to that backpack <laughs> right that you carry exactly. through your neighborhood <laughs> yeah exactly you know, my, my wife's like looks at me she's like this is so embarrassing could you like go when it's dark outside because you look like an idiot, you know, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm hiking around the neighborhood with a big backpack on just, just to do it because it's harder than walking without one or running without one. And so, and it's just, that's just kind of how I'm wired. Right. And I think it's, it, it keeps things interesting, but it keeps you moving forward too. Right. Well, I love the saying that they say is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of wrap this up because I wanted to kind of tell you that that's why I came to work for you. And that's what I want people to know about you when people search out your course. Not that you're a real estate guru, but that you're somebody that is a high performer. You're somebody that people can trust. You offer real estate knowledge, but you're also somebody that um, people should follow. People should want to be around. Um, I remember um, just being around you and seeing your energy and just knowing 
that um, you, it's, it's the saying that goes when the tide rises, all the boats rise, and that's totally you. I come into work every day and I push myself every day in a different direction. I started taking piano lessons a couple of months ago because <laughs> I tried thing, something right? to do yeah. that I suck at. But that's, yeah. that's the way you play. That's the way you, you have that cognitive understanding. You have that emotional understanding. You have that physical mastery that you're always working on and developing. And what I love is working with the members because you push them to, hey, you want, you're interested in buying a lifestyle asset? then go for it, get the knowledge, get the resources, but it's not just take the course and then put the course down and never come back to it. It's interview property managers, it's interview real realtors, it's hard work to yeah. do this. It's setting up properties, it's looking at properties, it's, it's taking time to physically master something and that's what you teach people to do, not just on the lifestyle asset portion, but just life in general, just taking that action and executing to get the results that we need to, whether, like you said, whether it's running a marathon or whether it's purchasing your first lifestyle asset, you're always pushing people to do better. And so I'm glad that I got to be on the other side of the table yeah. so that people could get to know you a little bit better and that we could just have kind of some fun ribbing each other today. Awesome. Well, uh, hey, listen, I think we should do it more often. People probably would like like hearing from you better <laughs> than just letting me you know, riff on stuff for who knows how long and uh, I always love doing the interviews with the members but no I think you're exactly right and that's why we have fun doing what we do right it's not we're not trying to I mean there's we have so much fun like I love like I, I was talking to John who's our, our VP of Ops um, the other day when you weren't here and I was like I you know we've got such a great team because like you were so excited when somebody posts their new property and it's so fun because that's the same excitement I have and, right. and that everybody has and and within the group it's fun and so but it's not easy and that's why it's so fun right and it's it's fun because like I, I was talking to the group about a little bit this last week is none, none of us talk about lottery winners you know we don't we don't put them on a pedestal and think oh that's awesome but we think it's awesome when somebody puts in the work and puts in the effort and follows through with the things that they say they're gonna follow through with and then ultimately get the result. And, and within our group, the result is a profitable a lifestyle asset, right? Yeah. And and so it's really fun to see people progress through that. And and yeah, I think we're just trying to, you know, you know, we're just trying to, you know, share our view of the world, I guess. And our view of the world is you put the time, you put the effort, you follow process, maybe it works. You know, most of the time it will because you're putting the effort in. But if you fall down, you get back up and you move forward again. And and that's a that's it's a fun part of the process. Even like this this interview, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you Shelley. did something hard. I don't know if you I'm going to do this because this is this is new. This is new for me. So, uh, but no, it was it was fun. I think we should do it more often for sure. I think people will will enjoy um, just having some of those conversations and. Uh, so you did good. Okay, you did good. good. Thanks. I get to be invited back. You're, Thank you're you. Invited Unless back. your listenership goes down, right? Wasn't that our... Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. I'm going to really watch that percentage of uh, share, listeners. Share the podcast. <laughs> like it. Subscribe to it so right. I can come there back. You go. There you go. There's your, there's your pitch, guys. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up for the week. And you guys know where to find us. Same time, same place next week. And we'll come back with you with uh, hopefully some more fun stuff. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Lifestyle Asset University Podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review.
Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit Lexi.